This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site this program for those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. On today's show, the guys talk about Apple's Classroom 2.0, Google Classroom, music from Nick Flora, Google Tips of the Week, and more. That's happening right now. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, radio.edutechguys.com. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I played the other bumper backer. See, we can't hear it. So. I can't hear anything. Jeff is just pointing at me. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> Jeff missed the uh, Jeff missed the load in. So I was going to try to throw that extra bumper in there. I thought oh, you were going to do the intro. I was going to do know, another bumper, I, and we are going to come back okay, in. Okay, I didn't know what was happening. That's okay. You kept talking, and I was like, hey, David's keeping the time. What's he talking? I, I'm talking. That's what I get What's paid. happening? You're talking way too much there. All right, that's what they pay me for. They pay me to talk over hey, you're getting paid. Uh, oops, I, I wasn't supposed to talk about that. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to know that, was I? Hey, welcome to EduTech Guys Radio. Good afternoon to you. I am David Henderson. <laughs> and I'm Jeff Madlock, who's choking to death over here. Oh, I think we. this is an omen about this show. <laughs> so don't be dying on me. Oh, I'm not going to die can't, on you. You can't die, lie on the air. We'll save <laughs> that for Storm Chasers. Oh, sorry, too soon? Oh, um, <laughs> You know, hashtag blown away. <laughs> and I, I know that is tacky as I'll get out, but I just have to say, I'm sorry. You know, I, I hate that those guys died in that accident, and it was a horrific accident. It really was. There's no doubt about that. And the, the really sad part about the whole thing is that it was a hundred percent, a hundred percent avoidable by all parties involved. Just obeying the law. You know, just freaking, there's a stop sign. It's, it's street laws. You know, I, yeah, the old law, the, and it, what was it in Oklahoma? I can't remember, to be honest with you. 
I don't, I don't but remember it was in the West. Was, but it was, I don't know. It's the law of the, the West. law of the West. <laughs> it was west of New Jersey, so therefore it's, it's west. <laughs> so, hey, listen, check us out on the web at www.edutechguys.com. You can drop down at the bottom of the page to the form there and tell us how heartless and inconsiderate we are. <laughs> <laughs> or you can drop out the Twitter.edutechguys. Twitter.com slash edutechguys. And uh, leave us a note there. Hashtag blown away. Not my edutech guys. So <laughs> you also catch us on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash edutech guys. Uh, comments are luckily turned off on that page. <laughs> oh my gosh. There yeah. I, I so hard he can't catch his breath. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be one of them shows, ladies Ooh. and gentlemen. Okay, so listen, in all seriousness though, catch us on the web at any of those places. Also, if you want to reach out to us, you can hashtag ETG chat and catch us on Twitter. Tell us what you'd like to talk about if we're on the, if you're listening to the show live. If not, you can also use that hashtag to catch us anytime. We'll respond as quickly as we can. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> so listen, last week was spring break. So last week was spring break in Arkansas. This week is spring break in some places. Spring break is will be next week in a few next couple of weeks. A lot of places will be doing their spring break. So we know a lot of you are on spring break or coming back from spring break. And uh, last week we we tried a little experiment. We did all of our shows played in succession from eight a.m. until midnight. Yeah, we and did our own like the 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 what is that the the. Fox FX channel where they do like all of the Simpson episodes. Exactly. That's what we did. We did all of our episodes all last week. It was awesome. We yeah. thought it was awesome anyway. But uh, and and judging by the listenership that we saw as a result, um, several of you uh, thought it was a pretty cool thing uh, as well. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So um, some great things also happened last week. We are now hosting all of our um, podcasts on SoundCloud. Yes. So you can go out to soundcloud.com slash edutechguys to listen. Um, but that also feeds to uh, iTunes. Um, it feeds to uh, Google Play. Yep. And it feeds to, um, there's one more. It's on our website. It's, uh, anyway, I'll tell it here in a second. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> I have no idea where you're so going. You so can actually right. You can actually catch us there um, on SoundCloud. Like I said, soundcloud.com uh, slash edutechguys. Awesome. Cool. Um, what else is there? Crossbraining. We want to give a shout out real quick. Yes. Crossbraining and GoPro. Um, they are doing some really, really cool things uh, using GoPro ca cameras and the Crossbraining platform. It's an online cloud-based video editing uh, environment. And uh, you guys can check that out at crossbraining.com. And... Uh, and we want to thank Crossbraining and GoPro for uh, yeah. hooking us up with uh, one of their little GoPro cameras and uh, information and access to their Crossbraining program. And uh, we appreciate that so much. And in fact, we'll be featuring uh, a couple of uh, a, a series of blog posts uh, coming up here uh, shortly. And by shortly, I mean over the next few weeks about the program, what it looks like, what it does. So that'd be cool. I'm real excited about it. <laughs> he's also he's also surprised because he didn't know until just now. <laughs> it's like getting a shot at the doctor's office. Didn't he know that was coming? Guess what? <laughs> Guess what we're doing? <clears throat> 
yeah hey listen uh you can always catch us if you want to uh you can always like i said catch us on those podcast hosts and the one that i left out was slack channel so you can check us at slack so if you go to our main website you can also find all those right there at the bottom just drop down over to the side you'll see it on the right hand side of our website there is a list with all of those there and you can either check us out on itunes google play and stitcher so so and, not not Slack, oh, Stitcher. We're on Slack too, though. Oh, are we? Oh. Yeah, so see, I, we this is this is what happens with us. We we learn stuff about what's happening with Edutech guys on the air. Yeah. That's how we. That's, that's how, how we inform each other. We, that's how fast we move. <laughs> well, there is that too. Yep. Hey, there's a new uh, blog out yesterday from David. It's the Elemental Speed Dating Elements of 4D. Uh, if you want to look into AR and VR and all that kind of good stuff, take a look right there. That's a really fun one. You can do it with a printer and a uh, and a mobile device. So yeah. that's all you have to have is a printer and a mobile device. Some really cool stuff there. So check it out. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, one of the things that I do with uh, professional development when I'm working with teachers and we need a fun, cool way to kind of break the ice. Um, you can check out the the blog post over there at edutechguys.com and, and read more about how I do that. Feel free to uh, use that, modify that to your heart's content. Yeah. But, For sure. Uh, hey, listen, going to drop out to a quick commercial. We'll be right back with the EduTech guys after this. Are you an educator, an administrator, work in the education technology field? Reach out to us at EduTechGuys on Twitter or go to EduTechGuys.com and fill out the form to be a guest on an upcoming show. We'd love to hear your story and share it with the world. EduTechGuys.com. At you tech guys, E-T-G. We're on the air. Hey, welcome back. We're back. Hope you like that one. Yeah, Be welcome Our Guest. Is our, that's our favorite one. I always feel like the music behind that should be our guest. Be our guest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because nothing says Be Our Guest like bestiality. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, if you want to be on the show, uh, just uh, reach out to us at Twitter. Or catch us online and hit us up. You can also email me at jeff at edutechguys.com. Or you can hit David at david at edutechguys.com. Drop us a thing and we'll get you on the show. And we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about in education and technology. Yes, exactly. And uh, we definitely would love to uh, have you on. And uh, we've got uh, some uh, great guests lined up uh, coming up over the next uh, few weeks. And um, we would love to have you on as well uh, to come and talk to us. Yeah. So talk to everybody today, um, guess what? There is. Uh, I don't know. There's no guest. No guest. We are the guest. <laughs> we're going to be our own guest. Well, we're going to talk about some of the new stuff that's out. And uh, I'm going to let David take the lead on this one because um, he's a little ahead of it. Than well, I uh, yeah. And this, this just came out um, Monday, I believe, or perhaps the official release was Tuesday. I don't know. Somewhere in there. It, it's all fuzzy. Uh, but that is the new Apple Classroom iPad version 2. And the biggest... Um, I don't know, the, the biggest uh, aha celebration point for Classroom 2.0 is the ability to create classes uh, without requiring an MDM. 
So you do not have to have an MDM platform in order to create classes in Apple Classroom anymore. Before you had to have that all set up. Now you can still use an MDM by all means and have your classes in there and students and all that. But what's really cool about the new Apple Classroom app is that teachers can actually create a class really on the fly and do what's called invite nearby students. And so as long as everybody's on the same Wi-Fi network, uh, the teacher basically gives out a code, the students can join and boom, instantly they're in that Apple classroom. It is very, very cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Well, and it's, what's really cool is, is that there's already a, a handful of video walkthroughs. We'll be posting a link at 9to5Mac here in just a bit on the Twitter and stuff that will let you see uh, the actual link to it. There's a great video walkthrough on a little hands-on for the classroom 2.0 uh, from iPad. But yeah, it, that really takes us into kind of where I see some stuff going to. We all know that the mighty dollar controls education. So sure. we're going to see a lot more Chromebooks in the classrooms. I mean, we already see a lot of Chromebooks in the classrooms, but we're going to see a lot more Chromebooks in the classrooms. I truly believe there is a place for the iPad in the classroom. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I could see, you know, if you had 20 classrooms in a building, I could see the need for, say, five iPad carts to do specific things. I mean, because, you know, if you're using something like Padcaster and a whole host of sure. things, you've got the video editing, you've got the video equipment to shoot the video and audio. You've got the video editing software on board with iMovie and things like that and a host of other iOS apps. Mm -hmm. Then you have the publishing capabilities already there for YouTube's apps and things like that. So, I mean, you know, you can you do that with a Chromebook? Yes and no. Right. I mean, not to the power that you could probably do it with, you know, with, say, an iOS device and the speed. Well, and frankly, the convenience of carrying around just the tablet rather than, you know, having to have the whole quote unquote laptop, yeah. you know, um, one of the other really cool things that Apple Classroom 2.0, um, they've revamped um, the way teachers and students can share files as well. Um, now you can just use AirDrop. Uh, before you had to use uh, the thing that was like, uh, I can't remember what it was called, the share extension or something. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, uh, but you, so you had to use this extension of the app in order to be able to uh, share files. And now you just do it directly over AirDrop. Yeah, that's right. It's awesome. So, yeah, it makes it very, very handy. And with applications like when Mevo uses it and things like that. Yeah. And there's some other applications out there like Fire. And uh, a few others that allow you to take over other iPads that have multiple cameras and a multi-camera shoot. But yeah, I can see where this classroom will come in handy. We're cr cr quickly creating a manual classroom where you don't have to use an MDM. Right. So when you do have those, you know, non-MDM but shared iPad carts, then mm -hmm. you can build a classroom. The kids can pop on, log in and join them instantly. That's going to make a huge difference. Oh, yeah, it really does. And and they've also, um, now I, I don't remember a lot from Classroom 1, so I don't know if this is a new feature or not, but I, I believe it is, um, where you can actually, uh, you can either have a shared environment where you've got, you know, multiple students logging into the same iPad with a unique ID or what have you, um, but you can also do it where uh, they're shared iPads, but, um the students aren't necessarily logging in with a separate user ID. Um, and so there's different things that they have going on there in terms of how you can roll this out in your uh, district or in your classroom. 
So uh, very, very cool. So uh, like Jeff said, we will uh, push out the uh, nine to five Mac uh, article on that. Um, of course, you can go to apple.com and, and, and in fact, I think it's uh, apple.com slash classroom, I think is what it is. Um, and we'll also tweet that out uh, and, and share that with you. And, and you can check that out, get more information. And I don't know, it just, it looks very, very cool. Yeah. Hey, be sure to follow our Twitter feed, twitter.com slash edutech guys. Hey, follow us. Uh, make sure you know, just like what we put out there. Follow us. We try to keep you with a good set of retweets and fresh uh, original tweets um, every day. So we'll try to keep you what's going on, especially in the classroom area, uh, VR, AR, you name it, PBL, uh, Makerspace. We're trying to keep that going. And that's the big thing. I know it's springtime. You're coming back. It's getting ready. It's conference season. Conferences are starting yeah, up. <laughs> so it'll be fun to see what the uh, the big stuff will be this summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of VR and AR. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, to me, a big one. Well, yeah. And, and we saw a lot of that at FETSI. Kind of uh, pre precursor to what's going to happen in the summer. Yeah. And and to me, anyway, at least in, in my brain, that's I, I really see FETSI as the in terms of the calendar year fetsy is the the edutech conference that kicks off the edutech conference season if you will and and really i think anyway helps kind of set the stage you know but there are definitely other conferences that come along you know tcea and you've got uh, isti uh, that'll be coming up um okay Sorry about that. <laughs> how you doing <laughs> We'll be taking your calls right here on it, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, but uh, yeah, so, so several other conferences. And then of course you have regional conferences. We've got the uh, hot Springs technology Institute in hot Springs, Arkansas. That's coming up. You have Podstock coming up in Wichita, Kansas. Um, and so uh, you've got all kinds of um, edutech conferences uh, that'll be uh, coming out and it, it's going to be interesting to see what those hot topics are. And, and I agree. Uh, AR, VR, uh, MR, uh, in terms of uh, mixed reality, uh, that's going to be definitely uh, high up there on the list. Uh, but I also think, uh, as you had mentioned, Chromebooks, uh, I think that's still going to be uh, pretty hot and what to do with them. Um, I think a lot of it is in terms of PBL, when you talk about project-based learning and, and problem-based learning, um, I think we're coming to a point where uh, there are multiple schools of thought as to quote unquote definitions of those. And I think it's sort of coming to a head. And I think that's one of the things that when, when we come out of the summer, I think that's one of those things that will probably have a, a much clearer definition. Yeah. Um, so that when somebody says, you know, PBL, it means X, Y, Z. Right. And although these other things that have been talked in relation to it, they're not directly, it's not, you know, it's not direct PBL. It's kind of the periphery of PBL. Yeah, I'll be surprised. You know, it brings that, you know, me and all these newfangled words and acronyms. <laughs> you know, the other one that I hope will get defined pretty soon is school culture. What do you uh, mean? Yeah. You know, school yeah. culture. There, there's you know. a lot of talk about that. And, and, and I think around. it's time to, we said makerspace and PBL and flipped classroom enough that it now needs to be a blank makerspace, <clears throat> a this kind of makerspace ah. and a PBL in reference to, just like you said, this kind of PBL. Right. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. Virtual problem-based learning. Yeah. You know, sure. Or, you know, and it that. needs, and the same thing needs to be with school culture. Like, 
okay, what part of school culture, what are you talking about school culture? Right. You know, what, when you say culture, you know, lots of things come to mind. So, you know, we need to get a little more pinpointed. What kind of school culture are you looking for? You know, it's kind of like mindset. Is it a fixed or a growth? Right. So, well, and I think that's a great topic for uh, anybody who's listening, whether you're listening live right now, or if you're listening to this after the fact, um, hashtag ETG chat and, and tell us what does school culture mean to you? When you hear school culture, what does that mean to you? Or if you are an administrator or you're maybe you're an instructor, a teacher in an education environment where school culture is discussed and talked about, what is it? What what does it mean to you? Yeah. What how, how or or how, what does it mean to you in terms of how it's been defined by your administrators? We well, you know a really interesting thing happened to me in the last few days. I was talking with an educator from a very large elementary school, and they were saying, "This is what we do in technology," and it was literally a decade old. You know, it was that old. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, so you don't do one to one? No, no, we don't. Our kids, you know, we, they still we have a computer lab where they still do programming, and she's been teaching programming for thirty years, and you know this kind of thing." And I was like, "Oh, wow, where are your test scores? Oh, we have the highest test scores in the state. I wouldn't do anything." Yeah, because see, and then it brought me into an interesting topic that we were talking about the other day at lunch. Right. How many schools, and you have these schools that um, they don't have a lot of technology. Now, the kids are going home and they're playing all the newest video games. And I promise you their parents have smartphones and some of the kids might. It's elementary school. Right. But they definitely have a, a tablet probably or something in their house that keeps them on that cutting edge. I mean, it's hard to stop that. Right. But the interesting thing is, is that how many of us are still not defining? Are we basing our curriculum and the way we push our curriculum out digitally with technology? Are we still just trying to interject it? And you see a school uh, like a that that's point. already teaching well and doing a great job at teaching, then we're back to, oh, let's just slowly interject some technology here and there so that maybe, hey, kids, you know how we always do these book reports? Well, now we're going to type them in Google Docs. Yeah. And that's, that's, our, that's our new way to add to it. And you can go out and we're going to teach you how to find non-copyrighted uh, Photos, then pictures that you can put in your book. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see that. But that's that's another great topic I think that needs to be discussed this summer is, okay, when we're talking about technology in the classroom, because technology and education, there's a big thing happening. Okay, but really, how many schools tomorrow, if the technology was gone, could up their test scores? Could actually say, oh, we're still doing the same thing. We're still turning out great kids. Right. We can still learn every bit of this. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. history and science and math and English – we were teaching it just the same before right. the technology came along. Right. And I think it's for, not, I'm, you know, this isn't an anti-technology rant, not at all. I'm just saying we really need to help define that so we can find, well, this is what I really need it. Well, Show and, me and, ten, 10 ways. And we talk about this. Yeah. Tell me 10 ways that this technology directly affects the student in English. Like, give me those 10 re I mean, why I'm going to keep it, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and when we talk about, you know, tying it into some of the other things that we've talked about, let's, let's say PBL, you know, a lot of folks, you know, as soon as you start mentioning project-based learning, problem-solving based learning, they immediately think, oh, we have to have, you know, all this technology and we got to be able to Google this and Google that. And we got to be able to, to, to 3D print this and do this, and blah, blah, blah. No, you don't actually, you know, now can the technology help facilitate some of that? 
Yeah, of course it can. Do you have to have it? No, you don't have to have it. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying. You know, if you're putting the technology in place for the sake of the technology or because you are using that technology because there is truly no other way to do it, ah, you might you might need to take a step back and say, wait a minute, why are we doing this? What are we doing with this? Is this really necessary? Right. And th that's and a then, great blog article title. <laughs> I'll have to replay this so that I can remember. <laughs> but anyhow. Yeah, techno technology inclusion. Were you doing it right the first time? Well, yeah. In the first yeah. place. Well, there you go. Yeah. Do you there need you it? Were you doing it right in the first place? So, awesome. Hey, I'm sorry to keep us going, but I am the time master here. Oh, man. Time master. Hey, listen, we're going to jump out uh, to a little uh, featured artist this week. Right? Oh, sweet. Yes. Yeah. This is Nick Flora. We always like to play Nick. This is a new song. Uh, we kind of played it last week during the spring break special. Uh, we're going to play it right now for you. This is a uh, hometown kids. You can find Nick on nickflora.com and on iTunes. Hey, we'll be right back after this. I can still see your face Standing outside at the fall parade Singing along with the band as they passed And honey, it may sound strange But that's when I knew I was falling In the love that was too good to last But we got caught in a lie I could tell by the look in your daddy's eyes that wedding bells would not be far behind. But we were just hometown kids who found ourselves in the thick of it and didn't stand a chance to survive. Where would we find a love that would take the time to turn into something real And where can we go to make it feel like years ago And when did our love go cold I hope that I am too California's good and jobs are plenty I hear our boy is growing That he looks a lot like me Sister says she sees you now and then Listening to the Edutech Guys Radio. EdutechGuys.com. All right, thanks uh, for listening. That was Nick Flora and uh, Hometown Kids here on Edutech Guys. And I kind of did the Archie Bunker. Good, you turn. <laughs> Grab the mic, you're on. That's all right. It's smokes. all good. So you know.
Oh, sorry. That's your cue. I just realized what time it is. You know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the Google tip of the week. David took uh, voice lessons over uh, spring break. <laughs> okay, actually, he was just singing in the shower a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Practicing. Hey, yeah, Google tip of the week this week is uh, great. First off is uh, Google Classroom for everyone. So Google made a big change, and you might already know about it, but you might not have. It happened on the 15th. And it's when they kind of released it and talked about it. So Google Classroom is a pretty nifty piece. Um, it's become, for a lot of teachers, um, a, a, a solid core piece of their classroom. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, especially when it comes to technology. So the value in bringing that technology um, is pretty huge. And so Google realized that. But then they realized they were only offering it for people in the, that had um, G Suite for education accounts. Mm -hmm. So they said, you know what? What the heck? Um, we're gonna open it up for everybody. Yeah. So now, if you have a Google account, a Google account starting on the fifteenth, you can now start a classroom. As many, I guess, classrooms as you want. So Google Classroom is now available for personal accounts, which is pretty cool. So if you're at uh, your church or your community organization or anything that meets in a group organization that has a group of people that has a need for posting documents and having uh, threads and chats and everything else that Google Classroom can provide. I mean, everything that that classroom piece can provide, it's now open to you. So that's a really big deal. I mean, I can see a lot of uh, churches using that and uh, religious organizations and community organizations, oh, yeah. boards, uh, you know, anything that meets Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts <laughs> troops. I mean, yeah. really, yeah. And now they've, you know, boom, we've got this classroom set up. So Well, and one of the things that, that users of Google Classroom have been asking for really since day one is the ability for folks who are outside of that specific domain to be able to collaborate and get in and view and see what's been going on. And finally, Google said, okay, fine, you know, we'll do this. Now you, you can only do it through your Gmail account. So you can't, you know, if you've got Yahoo or Hotmail or something, you can't get in, but you know, you have a, a Gmail account then you can you can access the classes that you have been given access to. Right. And if you'll hear just a bit, we'll pop it out on Twitter. We'll drop out and put the link out. It's uh, at blog.google, and you'll be able to see it and find the link. And at the bottom, there's a great FAQ um, on if you have any questions about all these changes happening with Google Classroom and all that's going down. So yeah, you know, there's learning going learning going on everywhere, and now there will be a new platform that those uh, teachers can share with their learners. Yeah, that's, that's very very cool. And today is a special; it's a double bonus day. <laughs> so today is a double bonus, and you get a you get one more uh, really cool um, piece for, from Expeditions. So we want to thank the good doc uh, for throwing this out one to us. And uh, if you've not looked at Google Expeditions. You need to look at Google Expeditions. All you got to do is bounce out to edu.google.com uh, slash expeditions. And uh, that'll take you to, or just look up Google Expeditions. You'll yeah. find it on Google. And Google Expeditions are pretty darn cool. And um, it's mostly uh, VR related. Yes. And so, uh, but there are lessons already built. And so the good doc was doing his good web diving that he's really famous for. <laughs> 
he puts on the the Google snorkel and the Google goggles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, but uh, he's gonna. We're also gonna throw out this great uh, list of available expeditions. Um, over the around three hundred Google expeditions that are out there. That is amazing. Yeah, that's a lot of expeditions. I mean, you realize you go wait. There's three hundred expeditions. So there's probably twenty you could use in class now. That's twenty class days or classes that you can get to kids some VR intensive, cool stuff, expeditions, maybe more than that. Well, and on top of that, you know, not only do you have like over 300 actual expeditions, but each expedition has parts to it. Uh So, I mean, you know, you could pull pieces and parts out of all of these. So, I mean, I would imagine there's, I don't know, I'm guessing over 1500 individual pieces and parts that you could pull out of these expeditions. I mean, Holy smokes. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, and the list that the, we'll send out is in a is in a Google Sheets uh, version. It's in a spreadsheet version, which has uh, all the panorama titles and the name of the expedition and the location and all that kind of good stuff. And it has uh, a place for additional materials that people will be filling it up with once That's they start cool. building out their lessons and go, hey, you know, when I'm when I'm talking about the cart, the career expedition, YouTube software engineer, Angela, uh, what does that say? In Gonzo. Then they find out more about her and upload stuff there. Or if it's, you know, the Palace Bourbon in Paris, France, they more pictures get added to it. Or maybe, you know, somebody else builds a diorama and does a cool VR 3D thing of the diorama. Yes. You know, that's so yeah, really cool stuff. That's awesome. Man. I think so, it's pretty neat. That's it. Thanks, good doc, for giving us a one more good one to throw out there. Yeah, man. So we actually had two, two Google tips for the price of one. Yep. So um Let's do this. Uh, sorry, I was reading my. <laughs> I was reading that thing at the same time. Am I? Well, I've got David laughing now. Uh, you know, as you as you're clicking through your windows, and and I I see Gilbert Gottfried reading Fifty Shades. Oh my gosh, that has got to be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, someone sent me that and said, "Hey, you should have your room oh, for Gilbert Gottfried." Be, I, I know what I'm listening to on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, it's been a great show. Please check us out on the web, www.edutechguys.com. Hit us at Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Go to Google, pop in Edutech Guys. Probably just go to your favorite social media site, put a slash in Edutech Guys, and you'll find us. Don't forget, all of our podcasts are now on soundcloud.com slash Edutech Guys. If you want to follow us on the old podcast, go to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Subscribe today and catch all of our good shows. Hey, we'll be back next Wednesday. You can also catch us at a lot of conferences this summer. Please check our website, watch our Twitter feed. Those conference dates and times will start to pop up as we book more and more. Uh, Can't wait to meet you out in public and meet you in person and get to know you and hear your stories. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. And we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site is programmed to those of participants and not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master's schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training 
a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But b- don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.